It's time for the Steelman and Thune at noon with Mike Steely and Parker Thune. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino calling line at 405-329-9000 or shoot the guys a text on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, here's Mike Steely and Parker Thune. Welcome in, everybody. It is our first broadcast of 2023 here on a Tuesday. Hope you're having a good New Year so far. We've got a lot of things to talk about today. Parker's going to be joining us here in a little bit. He is in Orlando en route back to the hotel. You have the Under Armour All-American game happening today at 4 o'clock. You can see that game on ESPN. you got a bunch of Sooner signees playing in that game. Jackson Arnold, P.J. Adabare. Uh, Jaquez Petaway, Caden Green, Peyton Bowen, Lewis Carter, Jacoby Johnson, Derek LeBlanc, all playing in that game today, 4 o'clock on ESPN. Parker's been out there not only, of course, covering the Cheez It Bowl, but uh, the festivities for the Under Armour All American game today at 4 o'clock. So he'll be joining us here in just a little bit. And then it's off to San Antonio for another All American game. Uh, for Parker. I think this will be his last appearance of the week. But anyway, we've got a busy show. A uh, lot of stuff to talk about. Can we start with a mule shoe mix down as USC cratered in the Cotton Bowl, please? Thank you, Drake. Two seconds left. Snap. Williams over the middle. Toss back. Running around towards the 10 to the right. Knocked down. Williams has it back. He's ripped around still on the ground at the 5. Still escaping to the right. Chucks it to the right where it's caught by Jones down the sideline. Back over to the middle. A lineman has it. Now swing it out to the left. Bynum now to the sideline. It's loose on the sideline. It's It's over. over. It's over. Tulane has done it. Unbelievable. It's the biggest win all time for the Tulane Green Wave. And a stunning comeback knocks off USC. 46-45. Unbelievable. What a win. What a game. It's one play here or there, and it changes everything. And that's how close we are. And that's how close we are. And that's how close we are. Loser! You're a loser! Are you feeling sorry for yourself? Well, you should be, because you are dirt! Absolutely, you are dirt. The worst kind of dirt there is, Mule Shoe. Was that not glorious yesterday, Drake Dyke? Was that not absolutely glorious? Uh, It was just magnificent. Being able to see the things that we had seen over the last few years with Lincoln Riley and the way that the defense had just kind of given away games and the offense seems to go in its own shell yeah i mean that was that was perfect and on the biggest stage and of course at the end of the game the game's over Caleb Williams says he talked to the media no no, not I think he talked to he didn't talk to him on the podium, but I think he right, talked right. to like a few reporters right, in but, the locker room. But yeah, didn't, but didn't go to the main media. How many times have we seen that? How many times have we seen that? So anyway, congratulations to Lane, the Green Wave, baby. That was awesome. Uh, man, we had some great college football. Those two semifinal games were unbelievable. We finally got Drake Dyken 
two really good playoff semifinals. I mean, we're lucky to get one, right? It seemed like for a while we were lucky to get one. But, man, uh, TCU-Michigan was unbelievable. And then uh, Georgia-Ohio State, I thought Stetson Bennett was awful for most of the game. But when it mattered, he stepped up and played well. Ohio State misses the field goal there, certainly. Uh, the targeting, I think, that should have been called. And Marvin Harrison Jr. out of the game. They're tied in out of the game. A lot of stuff affected the Buckeyes. But Georgia found a way to win on not their best night and a really good effort by Ohio State. And what can you say about TCU, man? They – this is a team, again, when you bring back a bunch of seniors, number one, you've got a veteran team. You've got a tough team. You've got a quarterback playing out of his mind. It was a good quarterback that's turned into a great quarterback and an even better leader that team follows in Max Duggan. And then you have, you know, a superstar in Quentin, Quentin Johnston, and you have guys on defense who know what they're doing. You've got really good team speed. Uh, great win for TCU. Michigan, you know, tried to answer. They couldn't get it done in the red zone early in the game. Came back, and I thought, man, maybe this is the time that TCU finally staggers and falls over, but they didn't. They kept fighting. They won the game 51-45. to So we got Georgia and TCU uh, coming up Monday, January 9th. So we're six days away. Uh, should be a very interesting matchup, certainly, in that game in L.A. Man, what a busy uh, – it feels like there are so many things to talk about. Of course, everybody is concerned as to what's happening with DeMar Hamlin, the Bills' safety. What a scary deal last night in the Monday night football game against the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, you know, when you, when you have CPR performed on a player on the field, an ambulance yeah. – you know, coming out of the field. They run the AED on them on the field. I mean, yeah, it's I mean, it was scary. as scary as it can possibly be. And there really isn't an update other than he's, you know, uh, he's alive. That's the main thing. He's still in critical condition. And uh, the outpouring of love and support for this kid has been really overwhelming. I'd love to see that. You know, he's got that foundation for Christmas toys, I guess, for kids. And his goal was to, you know. $2,500. $2,500. And they're almost to $4 million yeah. now from contributions let's pray and hope that kid makes it through not only a, a really good football player but he seems like a really really good kid as well and we're all hoping and praying that he's going to pull through and uh, you know uh, not even concerned about any kind of a football career let's just get this kid uh, upright and uh, let's let's make sure that he can pull through here because what a scary moment that was man there have been some scary moments you know we have some gruesome injuries that we've seen you know whether it was Joe Theismann or uh, one of the worst ever I thought was Kevin Ware from Louisville when you know mm -hmm. his bone popped through the flesh I mean yeah. that was ugly mm -hmm. but the only one that I could think of and I think Plank mentioned this too that was really scary, and I, I don't think we saw it live. We saw, like, highlights on, on SportsCenter. Hank Gathers, the old Loyola Marymount yeah. Center, yeah. and when he had a heart issue and, you know, he collapses on the floor yeah. and then passes away. But let's, let's uh, all, you know, keep praying for this kid, DeMar Hamlin, to build safety. And, uh, man, Lord willing, he pulls through. That would be a, a great story. We need that. We certainly need that. That was just scary. And there's no way, no way they should have – contemplated playing that game last night and the nfl came out later and said you know there was no five minute countdown or anything there was nothing like that and um, you know i don't I, you really thinking about whether they're going to play the game or not and i know there are a lot of playoff implications obviously big ones involved but if they don't play this game that's 100 percent fine with me and depending on what happens with uh demar hamlin's condition whether the bills play another game you know in the regular season you know who knows um 
everybody's thinking about his uh, his condition right now in hopes that uh, he can get better. So. Yeah, yeah. Grand scheme of things, it is such a bigger thing in just life in general that his livelihood, his life is going to continue and that's that's really what the story needs to be and what it is that's going on with DeMar Hamlin and if you would have gone back and started playing that game like could you imagine being one of those players of having witnessed a guy just completely collapse like you said CPR they run the AED on him to try to get his heart back up and running especially if that's your teammate. If you're right. a member of the Buffalo Bills and trying to possibly get into that frame of mind to where you are going to be ready to play a football game, I just can't imagine. So it was ultimately the right decision. I know that a lot of people were just hammering Roger Goodell in the NFL saying that, oh, well, it really came down to Zach Taylor and Sean McDermott getting together and saying, like, yeah, we're not going to play this. And that might have happened, but we also don't definitively know what happened from no, that. What, we what, don't. We what, don't. What it is that the NFL came down and said either. So there's uh, there's a lot of people that want to go ahead and uh, place blame because Roger Goodell, he's an easy person to villainize in just the world of sports in general. I think that that's pretty much if you're a fan of any of the 32 teams, you've probably thought that Roger Goodell is a villain against your team in some respect or the league in general. But I I think that it was the right decision to not play that game. And like you said, they don't play it. I'm completely okay with it. Yeah, 100% the right decision not to, not to play the game. And uh, DeMar Hamlin, again, the update, there really isn't an update. The good news is the kid's still alive. Uh, let's hope he makes a recovery. Keep your thoughts and prayers uh, with DeMar Hamlin, the Bills' safety. Still in Cincinnati in critical condition after suffering a cardiac arrest. And when you see the biggest beast and the toughest guys – uh, well, among the toughest guys in professional sports, you can talk about, you know, MMA or UFC or whatever. To see these guys reduced to crying like babies last night, there is no way, no chance that they were going to be ready to play and continue a football game. And they shouldn't uh, have had to do that. And thank goodness that was the decision. All right. We are brought to you in our first hour by... Tim Lasher and his company, Lasher Home Comfort Systems. You need work done on your furnace. Hey, the temps feel pretty good today, but you know more winter is on the way. And if your furnace is struggling, you need to get it in tip-top shape. Give Lasher Home Comfort Systems a call. They will get it done to uh, for you. 405-579-3113. That's 405-579-3113. All right, we do have Parker today. He's en route back to the hotel in Orlando. Under Armour. All-American game today featuring eight Sooners, Jackson Arnold, P.J. Adebarwe, uh, Jaquez Petaway, Caden Green, Peyton Bowen, Lewis Carter, Jacoby Johnson, and Derek LeBlanc will all be playing in that game today. We'll talk to Parker about that. There's news in the portal. Uh, there's a lot of Sooner news to get to. There are a lot of texts that we want to get to today. If you want to send them, we'll get to them. 405 651 3439 in the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Mike Steele with the Drake, Drake Dyken. Parker will join us in a few minutes. Good to have you with us Tuesday here on the Home of Sooner Fans, kicking off 2023 on The Ref. The word is spreading, and the Ref Army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network and worldwide on the KREF app. We are back 
Tuesday edition of Steelman and Thune. Steelman, uh, along with Drake Dyken on the other side here in the Brown O'Haber Studios. Did I just call myself Steelman? Shame on me. Mike Steele along with Drake Dyken. Jeez. That sounds like a total <laughs> egomaniac. <laughs> Steelman here. Uh, All right, I'm giving minus beautiful. five points. It's, it's just, you're letting everybody else know. Well, they did we, name it Steel Man and Thune, yeah, you know, yeah. I guess. Yeah, but yeah, that yeah. just didn't sound right. Yeah, I'm deducting okay. 10 points okay. of my performance score today. You started 100, minus 10, so I'm at 90 right now. That's still an barely A. But into, barely, barely. Barely into the second segment, you've already ducked yourself 10 points. Yeah, that, so. that's not very good. All right, we await Parker, who is in Orlando. He's going to come on with us here in a little bit, the Under Armour All-American game today again with uh, eight total Sooners, as we said, Jackson Arnold, P.J. Adabare, Derek LeBlanc, Jaquaze Petaway, Caden Green, Peyton Bowen, Lewis Carter, and Jacoby Johnson, 4 o'clock today on ESPN. All right. So in the meantime, why don't we jump on the Air Comfort Solutions text line? We do have a guest, a good one, Jesse Crittenden coming up at 135 on the Riverwind Casino Hotline here at 135. But let's go right to the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Drake, take it away. You can do it. First up from the 918, can we listen to the USC broadcast of the final seconds of the Cotton Bowl? Uh I didn't cut that one up. I probably should have, but I decided I would go with Tulane. Maybe we can find that during a commercial break or yeah. something. From the 580, including the US the three USC losses this year, OU Sooners finished with a nine and seven record, <laughs> taking every win that we can get. There you go. There you go. Uh the two biggest lies Mule Shoe likes to repeat. Quote, this will be the Mecca of college football and Quote, we're close. It's from uh, Brent and Jinx. Let's have a green day today from the 940. 940, where's uh, that area code there? I don't know. Let me go ahead and Google it up. 940. Yeah, there there you go. Wichita Wichita Falls. Falls. How How about about that, that, man? I was in Wichita Falls for about four years. Really? Yeah. TV back in the day. Shout out to my old news director, Bill Jackson, who might be listening right now. Big Sooner fan. Is he? Okay. Mm-hmm. Very good. I uh, didn't realize that you uh, did some time in Wichita Falls. So. Uh, I'm Next up, text line from the 580 again. I'm 43 years old, been an OU fan as long as I can remember. The childish pettiness that OU fans have shown the last day is appalling. I guess when your team literally sucks, you have to find something to be happy about. So many people didn't care about Lincoln Riley, but now they care. Well, congratulations, Mr. Boy Scout. You're a wonderful human being. Wonderful human being. You know what? I'm going to stay petty, and I'm going to keep staying petty. I like Tom Petty. I like Richard Petty, and I like being mule shoe petty. That's not changing. Congratulations. You're a better human. Yeah, I, I question whether that guy's really an OU fan. I saw some of the texts <laughs> beforehand. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm a man. I'm 43. Yeah. I ain't petty. Yeah. Absolutely. You know what? People have fun with it. That's how they unwind. Lighten up, Francis. You know what I'm saying? They like to unwind. And yes, does it make them feel better? Absolutely, because Lincoln Riley is a sack of feces. The way he left was horrible. 
He lied about it. Big time. The guy's a heck of a football coach. There's no doubt. I mean, in the offensive side of the football. But he lies. And he's a megalomaniac, narcissistic son of a, you know what? So if you want to go ahead and think, that, oh, that's fine. I'm the bigger person. Go ahead. Feel better about yourself. Because I'm going to rip the guy until <laughs> eternity. I'm just telling you. Big time. It's not changing. Uh, which, uh, it's perfect. Somebody in the 918 says, I missed the mule shoe slander. I think that you got pretty well up to speed the last uh, 90 seconds there from Steel Man. Well, I expected childish behavior of these Oklahoma fans to stop. I can't believe it. I'm a mature 43-year-old man. Shut up. Well, and he says the last two days, and it's like really the, what we've had the last. You know that what that is? Year. That's a joy denier. Oh yeah. Sooner fans are getting some joy. It's been a rough season. Does Oklahoma have to get better? Absolutely. Some of what happened on the field was an embarrassment this year. I still like what Brent is trying to sell. We'll see if it works long term. We don't know yet for Brent as a head coach. We there, we don't. But I like going about it this way. I really do. I may be dead wrong. I've been wrong a lot. But I still feel good about the direction of the program. The 918 brings up Daryl Stingley. Yeah, New England Patriots wide receiver. He Jack was Tatum, hit right? by Jack Tatum. Those Raiders say that was a different day and age, Drake. You go over the middle in the NFL back then, especially against guys like that. Jack Tatum and uh, George Atkinson was the other safety. You, you knew that you were going to, you know, absorb a big hit. And that, believe it or not, that was a preseason game, too. That was a preseason game. Yeah. And uh, I think that haunted Jack Tatum for a while. But, yeah, Daryl Stingley was paralyzed on that hit. It was a horrible deal. Horrible deal. Who was uh, – there was a – golly, an all-pro caliber cornerback that was on those teams, too. Um we was had uh, famous for the stick him on. Oh, uh, Lester Hayes. Yes, yeah, Lester from Texas Hayes. A&M. Yes, absolutely. That's it, it. He yeah. just uh, he 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 was the guy who liked to stick him on the defensive side of the ball, and he yep. would stick him too. Oh yeah, Lester Hayes. But uh, Fred Bolitnikoff was the guy who brought the stick him to the NFL. Oh, yeah. and Lester absolutely. Hayes said, yep. "Give me some of that, man." <laughs> Uh, if The Rock can refer to himself in the third person, <laughs> so can Steel Man. Thank you. I'm Steel Man. That just sounds so bad. Oh, uh, this is beautiful. From the 539, you can't spell Lincoln Riley without three L's. Well, that's true. That's true. Hey, look. Muleshoe is a great offensive mind. There is no doubt they are always going to be able to play good offense. Now, if he goes to the NFL, we'll see. That'll be different because you – you know, there's free agency, but you can't really recruit your own players. Uh, you know, free agency, maybe in a little bit of a roundabout way, but it's not the same as college football. He's always going to have a good quarterback. He's always going to have a dynamic offense. But, you know, unless he changes that philosophy, I think with strength and conditioning and on the defensive side of the ball, you know, if, if he figures out defense, it's not going to be pretty because he could win some titles. But it doesn't appear that he's close to doing that. I don't know. Do we think Alex Grinch survives the offseason? 
I would think that there's probably one more year for Alex Grinch. I mean, given the fact that the, you look at the circumstances of how it is that they lost the Pac-12 title game is do you look back and say if Caleb Williams is healthy all four quarters of that game, do they lose? And that's probably the comeback that uh, most people would have in defense of Alex Grinch. The point being, though, you still lost the game. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. The, the defense's job is to hold the opponent to fewer points than what your offense is able to put up. And, uh, I mean, as good as their offense was this year with Caleb Williams, he was a Heisman Trophy caliber player, you still weren't good enough. What did and, we say about Muleshoe, though, before the year began? We said – He's going to win games out there. Yeah. There is no doubt he's going to get good players out there. Quarterbacks are going to go play for Lincoln Riley. Bottom line, Mule Shoe. Yeah. Uh, but can he get over that final hurdle? And we haven't seen any evidence of that. He keeps getting close to the final hurdle and tripping over it. because well, of the, uh, a, lot, a lot of it is because of the defensive philosophy, I think, on that side of the ball. Yeah. You look at this, this last recruiting class for USC, too, and it really reflects what it is that you saw – him build at Oklahoma is you've got a class that's got a top tier quarterback in it and a bunch of offensive skill position guys. And then everybody else, you've got one or two defensive guys that are four or five star guys. And then after that, it falls off. And yeah. it's, it's exactly what we've seen this story before. And it's just uh, going to be in a different time zone now moving forward. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I would think that Alex Grinch would be fine. Because there's more of a personal relationship there than what uh, Mike Stoops had, but we'll see, I guess. Yeah, you know, we'll see. Uh, loyalty can uh, can cost you in sports, and I and I know that you want to be loyal, but at some point, you know, uh, those USC fans are feeling like OU fans did for a long time. Uh, from the nine seven two, Derek LeBlanc is not playing today. He's already with the OU football team. Yes, did he play? I guess. Since he was in Orlando for the Cheez-It Bowl, we were just looking at his name off the roster on the Under Armour All-American game. So I don't know if he's still there or what. We'll ask uh, uh, Parker about that. But I know he was one of the guys. Uh, it was Caleb Hicks. It was Ashton Sanders. It was Derek LeBlanc. And it was uh, Chapman McCown who went, you know, as new signees and were on the roster for Oklahoma in the Cheez-It Bowl. So maybe it is just seven today again for OU. Um, we'll ask Parker about that situation. But he was on the uh, Under Armour All-American Bowl uh, roster. All right. Uh, Riverwind Casino, ladies and gentlemen, they just gave away $165,000 on New Year's Eve because they always have the best promotions. No doubt about it. Uh, and they've got another great one happening right now. Play with your wild card until January 13th. You have 10 more days. If you want to win a trip to the Super Bowl, you can do it by playing on specific electronic gaming machines between now and January 13th. They're giving away five trips to the Super Bowl out in Phoenix. The showdown in the desert promotion continues through January 13th. Play with your wild card. Look for the specific showdown in the desert electronic gaming machines. Rack up as many points as you can. If you're in the top five and the promotion ends on January 13th, you'll be one of five winners getting a trip to the Super Bowl courtesy of our friends at Riverwind. We are talking about airfare, hotel stay, ground transportation, two tickets to the game, 
uh, and $1,000 in cash. The winners will be announced again on January 13th. It's another great promotion from our friends at Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Take a break right here. Parker is coming up on the other side of the break. We'll get to more of your texts as well. Just let the Sooner fans have some fun, making fun of Lincoln Riley. I mean, we all need a release in this life. I mean, I'm. it felt good. It felt really good. If that's petty, then I'm going to stay petty when it comes to SC. Believe me. We'll be right back. This hour of the Steelman and Thune at Noon Show is brought to you by Lasher Home Comfort Systems, family-owned and operated and serving the OKC Metro since 2007. For all your heat and air needs, call Lasher's at 405-579-3113. We are back. Good to have you with us, Mike Steely. Soon to be joined by Parker Thune here in just a second. We have the Drake, Drake Dyken with us. First hour, as always, brought to you by... Last year, Home Comfort Systems, 405-579-3113. That's 405-579-3113. Steely, keep being petty on uh, Mule Show. You don't have to worry about that. Uh, Yes, I don't like like SOBs. I don't like people, and I'm not saying that Mule Show was completely born on third base, but at least at second base. You're giving the keys to a Mercedes, trusted with that Mercedes, and you, I'm not going to say run it into the ground, but, and then you go et tu brute on Bob Stoops, like you did, and you lie, play coy about it all year long. You basically quit on your team, in my opinion, down the stretch. He's a son of a, you know what? So, yes, I'm going to keep being petty. I can't stand the guy. What's the uh, Jimbo quote? I don't cheat and I don't lie. Yeah, Jimbo. <laughs> Not a bad Jimbo. Everybody can do a Jimbo. All you have to do is a real hillbilly, pretty much, right? All right, uh, 405-651-3439. Yes, and I don't like USC. I like their uniforms. That's about it. But I I have a relative out there in California who's a USC fan. He's given his grief for years. Oklahoma does not have a good record against USC. Ironically, it, it, it depends on the timing. It's like OU's got a good record against Alabama, does not have a good track record with USC. So that contributes to the anger. You need to release your anger in healthy outlets, like on the radio, for people to be angry with you. This is a therapy session. That's all I'm saying. Parker Thune is in Orlando covering the Under Armour All-American game today, 4 o'clock on ESPN. Parker, how's the new year treating you? Well, Steely, I'll be real brutally honest with you. I'm about tapped out as far as this Florida trip is concerned. I bet. This is one of those places that it's great to be for four or five days, but you get to a certain point, you're just like, I want a home-cooked meal, and I want to get out of the sun, which is weird to say, right? But I tell you what. Going from single-degree weather in the Midwest to the 80-degree Florida sun essentially overnight, uh, it hits different. I bet, yeah. Okay. So, uh, there. what is Derek LeBlanc? Is He's not going to be able to play because he's already joined OU. Is that his status for the game today? Do you know? Yes. So, he is unavailable for the All-American game. There were eight Oklahoma signees that were set to play in this game, but – 
Uh, LeBlanc made himself ineligible for this game when he elected to practice with right. Oklahoma leading up to the Cheez It Bowl. So he will not participate. The other seven Oklahoma signees, so Jackson Arnold, P.J. Atabare, Lewis Carter, Caden Green, Jacoby Johnson, Peyton Bowen, and who am I leaving out here? Uh, Help me. Jaquay's Petaway. Jacoby, there you go. There's number yeah, seven. Yeah, Jaquay's Petaway, the wide receiver. Uh, what about workouts though? so far? Who has stood out? All these guys highly recruited, obviously, but among uh, the workouts, has anything stood out? Uh, you know, among those seven Sooner signees now who are uh, who are there and going to play? Yeah, well, there's little doubt and little debate that Jackson Arnold has been the most impressive quarterback that's been here this week. Uh, he's going up against Jaden Rashada on his own team, Team Speed, and the quarterbacks on the other side are J.J. Cole, a top 100 signal caller who's signed with Iowa State, and Avery Johnson, himself a top 100 signal caller as well, who has signed with Kansas State. So among those four, got Malachi Nelson, obviously signed to USC, and Dylan Lonergan signed to Alabama. Those two are not participating. But among the four quarterbacks that we've had the opportunity to see this weekend, there is little debate across the industry that Jackson Arnold has been pound for pound the most impressive, and it really hasn't been close. Uh, he's making one final push and one final case for the number one overall slot in the 2023 recruiting class when the final updates take place prior to National Signing Day in February. So, Obviously, to anybody that followed Arnold's senior season that recalls his performance at the Elite 11, what he's doing this weekend in Orlando is no particular surprise, and I will say this as well. Were it not for DJ Hicks, I think PJ Adabare would be the toast of the town this week as it pertains to the defensive side of the football because he has been borderline unstoppable. And look, DJ Hicks is unfair. The guy's a human cheat code. There is not a single player, there's not a single offensive lineman that he's gone up against in one-on-ones and drills and practice sessions that he has not made the shortest work of. But P.J. Adebare has been very, very close to D.J. Hicks in that capacity. And I've long said I think D.J. Hicks is probably the best overall prospect in this 2023 class, but to see the way that P.J. has shown out this weekend and put himself in that same category, in that same tier, within striking distance of D.J. Hicks, man, it's impressive. And he's already the number 25 overall player in the 24-7 sports composite right now. He's going to rise. He will rise with his performance there this week. There you weekend. go. All right. Uh, how much did you enjoy the Cotton Bowl yesterday? Oh man, Initially? I was I was sitting here, I was sitting here in the hotel room watching that game, and it was funny. I was having a couple text conversations as the game was unfolding, and USC kicks the field goal to go up forty-five to thirty, and I sent a text to a buddy and basically said, "Well, this one looks just about over, but if there if there is one individual that can blow this lead, it's Alex Grinch." And lo and behold, that's exactly what happened. Tulane scores in two plays. Mario Williams fumbles the kickoff out of bounds at the one-yard line. It's almost as if special teams matters, Steely. And then Michael Pratt leads the game-winning drive, and Tulane topples USC 46-45. to I think most, if not all, Sooner fans are kidding themselves if they don't acknowledge that 
you took a little bit of guilty pleasure oh, or a lot yes, of bit of guilty absolutely. pleasure in watching the way that that went down yesterday. It was absolutely glorious. Hey, uh, Drake, let's play the Mule Shoe Mix down again one more time for the uh, – Oh, I got to hear this. There was a guy, somebody said, Lincoln Riley's mom coming on to scold Sooner fans. We had a guy on the text line that was appalled in the childish behavior of these Oklahoma Was it fans Doug? This year. No, it wasn't Doug. Uh, you know, pass me the gray poupon, by the way. You know, it was that, um, you know, we're all being childish. And you know what? If that's childish, I'm going to stay that way because, like I said, I can't stand the dude. I can't. I don't wish him ill health or anything like that. You know, the swordfish deal, I didn't say hit him in a major artery or anything. I just said I want to see him lose football games. So let's run the mule shoe mix down one more time with a glorious call from the Tulane radio crew. Two seconds left. Snap. Williams over the middle. Toss back. Running around towards the 10 to the right. Knocked down. Williams has it back. He's ripped around still on the ground at the 5. Still escaping to the right. Chucks it to the right where it's caught by Jones down the sideline. Back over to the middle. A lineman has it. Now swing it out to the left. Bynum now to the sideline. It's loose on the sideline. It's It's over. over. It's over. Tulane has done it. Unbelievable. It's the biggest win all time for the Tulane Green Wave. And a stunning comeback knocks off USC. 46-45. Unbelievable. What a win. What a game. It's one play here or there, and it changes everything. And that's how close we are. And that's how close we are. And that's how close we are. Loser! You're a loser! Are you feeling sorry for yourself? Well, you should be, because you are dirt! That's right, you're dirt. Mule shoe. That's where mules thrive, in the dirt. All right, uh, so that was absolutely glorious. We've got a lot more to talk about, Parker. We've got uh, portal stuff to get into. Uh, We've got, uh, obviously, the Under Armour All-American game uh, stuff to talk about. All of that stuff happening. And again, uh, all of this during our first hour brought to you by our friend Tim Lasher and his great company, Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Give them a call. You need a furnace tuned up right now. Any heating and air work you need done, 405-579-3113. We'll rejoin Parker in Orlando. We have the Drake, Drake Dykin with us today. Good to have you along here on a Tuesday, our first show of 2023. May it be a great new year. Coming right back here on The Ref. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. We are back. Tuesday edition of Steel Man and Thune here on the home of Sooner fans. The Ref Radio Network. Good to have you along. Hope you had a great uh, New Year's and holiday. And the holidays are come and gone. Now we just need spring to get here. Although the weather's not too bad right now. Drake, uh, you are here in the uh, the Brown O'Haver Crockpot Studios today uh, experiencing the Parker Thune uh, rotisserie chicken effect that goes on in there. Oh, yeah. No, I- I'm well aware of how warm it gets in here. It gets this warm in the mornings as well. So, uh 
Yeah, it's not exclusive to the midday. I can promise you that. No, it's uh, it's see. I don't know why I wear long sleeve in here, and I take you know I do a strip tease. I'm like a Chippendales dancer in here. I got to strip down because. It is a crockpot in here every day, but it's better than being cold, I guess. All right, we have Parker in Orlando. Uh, do you want to get some text in? Then we'll get to the portal and uh, recruiting stuff under other Under All American, Under Armour yeah, All American game stuff next hour. Actually, somebody on the text line, we'll get to that, but is asking about is there anything rumor wise uh, on the portal with OU in particular? So you'll be able to get. People to want that. to know about Anthony Lucas, the yep. uh, defensive lineman. Wasn't he from uh, the Phoenix area, Parker? That would be correct. And, uh, and it does sound like Oklahoma is going to be in play for Anthony Lucas, but here's what everybody needs to understand everybody's going to be after Anthony Lucas. Yeah. That's and, a guy that was a top 60 overall player in the 2022 class. So. Don't get your hopes up until we know for sure where this thing is heading or where this thing is trending. But here's what I would anticipate. Uh, I, Offhand, at the outset, because it's only been a couple hours since Anthony Lucas announced he was getting in the portal, I would tend to guess he ends up elsewhere just because there's going to be a lot of money on the table for a guy like that. That's what I was thinking. This could be an NIL bidding war, you know. So, yeah, Anthony Lucas, five-star kid, right, from the uh, Scottsdale, Phoenix area, uh, you know, just announced, as Parker said, a couple hours ago that he was in the portal, the former A&M defensive lineman. All right, uh, what about the uh, Tyrone Broden kid? That Oklahoma's offered the wide receiver from Bowling Green. What's going on with Devon Sears, the defensive tackle from Texas State? Sooners did get a punter, Luke L. Zinga, from Central Michigan also over the weekend. Uh, but what do you know on let's – start, let's start with the kid from Bowling Green, Tyrone Broden, the wide receiver. Yeah, so that's a guy that's continuing to pick up offer after offer after offer. And Oklahoma's probably the most prestigious school on his offer sheet. But, again – when there's money involved, that's why it's so difficult. Yeah, to steal. it's yeah. so difficult to project what happens in the portal because things change so fluidly. I was having a back and forth with a source this morning who said it's so difficult to stay on top of all of this because information, the most up-to-date information, can be completely obsolete within half an hour because. That's how fast things can change, especially with such a tight window. I think the transfer visit window is only until January 8th, so guys are going to have to set any visits that they want to take very quickly here. Uh, I do know, and it is out there in the public eye, that Devon Sears is going to be visiting Oklahoma later this week, as will Rondell Bothroyd, a guy we have talked about, uh, defensive lineman formerly of Wake Forest. So that's a guy that Oklahoma is in the mix for. Going to have to kind of see what happens over the next 24, 48 hours with Broden before we get a real cut and dried sense of where Oklahoma's standing in that whole process is. But you talk about size, that dude has it, right? Oklahoma watched Johnny Wilson tear him up in the Cheez-It Bowl and decided, we ought to get us one of those. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, our man uh, Travis Davidson uh, texts me, if you're a Twitter follow type, uh, Brent. Brandon Hall and Ted Rue followed Anthony Lucas today. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, follow the follows is a good way to look at stuff as well. Okay, uh, 405-651-3439 in the Air Comfort Solutions text line. We have what? We still have five minutes left. You want to hit a few? Uh, Drake, you want to yeah, pick? Yeah, you want we, me to pick? we got go a ahead. couple minutes. Uh, I'll let uh, you see one that you want to read. Uh, you let me know. 
Let's see. Okay. We've got a lot here that's uh, hit. Sports is about petty. It's what makes it fun. Look, I, I get that people can look at that and say, get over it or whatever. But as long as it brings some joy to the Sooner fan base right now, I'm all about that, too. You know? How the Grinch stole the Cotton Bowl, no defense. Uh, okay, we, we do have a question here for you on this in particular, uh, Parker. It says, uh, did the Derek LeBlanc situation, did he know that he would be ineligible for the All-American game whenever he went to practice with OU? Uh, from what I have been told, no, he did not know. Uh, and wanted to participate in the All-American game, but was then told that uh, he couldn't do both. Yeah, it's weird because we were talking about, you know, the OU signees that would be playing today. Derek LeBlanc's name was still listed on the uh, the rosters there. But um, and I absolutely knew that he was there with the team because it was he, Caleb Hicks, Champ Sanders, and uh, Chapman McCown who went with the team to Orlando, but it just didn't ring register with me that, oh, wow, he may not be able to play because of that. So, anyway. Uh, Steelman, you are 100% correct. It was so sad when Lincoln Riley basically Pearl Harbored us in the program. You are on target. But just like the surprise attack, a sleeping giant has been awakened sooner, Chris. Yeah, we always said that, look, he's going to win games out there. There's no doubt USC was a sleeping giant. That's exactly how we put it when he left. But uh, the question on him is whether or not he can clear that final hurdle. What percentage chance, Parker, do you think that Alex Grinch is back? Because everybody's saying, well, he's Lincoln's guy. But we know that Muleshoe, he'll sell you out when he has to. Right? (laughs) Oh, man. I think, like, here's the thing. I would think it's a greater than 50% chance that Grinch does not have a job at USC next year. Just because, like, I – I think there's going to be pressure put on Muleshoe to make the change. And at what point do you realize, at what point do you square up and come to terms with the reality that you have a quarterback who is capable of taking your program to a national championship, and there is not any question about that, but that your defense is what is perpetually holding you back and will continue to hold you back until the coaching improves. Yeah, and and not only that, the big, you know, NIL dollars people out there in L.A. may say, you know what, they're not giving any more until Alex Grinch is gone. So, and Muleshoe, he'll definitely go Brutus on you. So, I expect, I would say there's a better chance that, yes, that Alex Grinch doesn't return would be my guess. All right. Thank you to Last Year Home Comfort Systems for sponsoring our opening hour. We've got another hour to go. We do have Jesse Crittenden joining us at 135 on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. Looking forward to that conversation. A lot more texts. We're trying to keep up with them. Keep them rolling in. If you need to send again, please do. We'll try and get to all of them. Stay with us here on The Ref. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Right here on your home for Sooner fans, The Ref Sports Radio Network. 
All right, welcome back. It's hour number two. Steely and Thune right here on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network on a Tuesday edition. Parker in Orlando, the Under Armour All-American game at 4 o'clock today. You can see that game on ESPN with uh, a bunch of Sooners involved, including a JFA, Jackson Arnold, P.J. Atabare, Jaquase Petaway, Caden Green, Peyton Bowen, Lewis Carter, Jacoby Johnson playing today for the Sooners. So they will be represented by seven players. Okay. Uh, ain't no petty like Oklahoma petty because Oklahoma petty just don't stop, and I am here for it. I, I, yeah, yeah. Uh-oh, Doug's chiming in. Parker, look out. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Are you ready? Let's hear it. This is Doug from Norman. Thanks for the mention. I'm driving back from the Rose Bowl. Yesterday was not a good day for Doug. My number one son is a USC grad, and my number two went to Utah. Anyway, your previous texter was spot on with his statements about Steely being a totally petty and unprofessional radio host, actually an embarrassment to the entire radio industry. Why not talk about the culture of a coach who takes an 11-2 team to an embarrassing 6-7 and team while the perceived devil took a 4-8 and team to an 11-3 record. There we go. Doug's chiming. Doug's driving. Doug's chiming. Like I said, I'm not changing my tune on Lincoln Riley. I think he's an SOB and a lying one at that. I've also said he's a really good offensive football coach, maybe even brilliant. But I don't like him as a human being. So if you want to continue to worship people who lie and backstab, and in my opinion, bend the rules when it comes to, like, portal tampering, go right ahead. You can do it. So there you go. 405-651-3439 of the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Congratulations on your son losing, and I hope he enjoyed yesterday's Cotton Bowl. Because it was glorious. Absolutely glorious. Okay, 405-651-3439 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Um, What else do we have? Bob Stoops winning a bowl game with Caleb Williams before Tebow is fascinating. That is crazy when you think about it, you know, with Bob coming back and getting it done. Um, You know, but again, it's just the same old stuff we've seen from uh, Lincoln Riley coach teams. We had what was incredible, Parker, was we had two great semifinal games. Those were awesome games. I mean, Shay, my lovely wife, she wanted to watch the TCU game because she does not like – she is TCU petty like I'm mule shoe petty. She thinks they're dirty. They just knock out quarterbacks. She didn't like what they did to Dylan Gabriel. She thought it was a dirty hit. She she wanted to see Michigan beat TCU, so she watched the whole game. She was yelling and screaming. Obviously was disappointed in the uh, final uh, outcome. But we, I said, you know what? Here's what we can do. We can stream our show if you want to, and I can watch the uh, Georgia-Ohio State game on my phone while we're, while we're watching the game. But – do me a favor let's see how it starts and how the game starts and if it's a really good game we can stick with it and of course we stuck with the game and she enjoyed it but what what about those two semifinals they were awesome they were fantastic steely and you think about the narrative surrounding the college football playoff semifinals to this point in time in history for the most part those games haven't been good 
The Rose Bowl between Oklahoma and Georgia on New Year's Day 2018, that was by far the best college football playoff semifinal game that we have seen to date. And both of those games, within hours of each other, very much rivaled that contest between the Sooners and the Bulldogs. Also, I loved, I'm sure you saw the simulcast that made the rounds on social media where the kick from Noah Ruggles goes wide left right as the ball oh, drops and the clock gosh. hits oh midnight gosh. for New Year's Day in the Eastern time zone. Just another bizarre twist to the <laughs> yeah, whole thing. I know. But, Crazy. Man, it was, we got treated to, to some really special football between Ohio State and that Georgia was fun, between man. TCU and Michigan. And, hey, the Frogs, come on now. Hey, you know That's what? Legit. Clearly, clearly the Big 12, the narrative of the Big 12 not being good in the college football playoff was more of a mule shoe thing than a Big 12 thing. Yeah. Well, it's the Big 12. It ain't intramurals. It's Division One football. Go play intramurals, brother. Go play intramurals. No, look, you have to respect TCU. There's no doubt. Like I said, a senior-laden team uh, with a quarterback – who became, you know, who already I think was pretty respected on that roster, particularly for the way he handled losing his job to Chandler Morris early on when Morris goes down, Max uh, Duggan took off, and those guys believe that he's going to lead them to the promised land. And then you have a great playmaker like Quentin Johnston. They've got great team speed. Sonny Dykes, you know, uh, some of his other stops weren't overly impressive, but, man, so far he's coached his, uh, you know, what off with this group. And I, I think they're going to be able to hang with Georgia. Don't you? I think that I'm not saying I would eh. still take the Bulldogs. Eh. So, you know, I, I, I listen, as you'll recall, I was all in on TCU going up against Michigan. I picked the Horn Frogs to win that game. Very much believed that they were the superior team and that held up. But I just, I, it's going to take the game of the year from that program for them to hold up against Georgia. This feels like, and has felt like for probably the last two or three months that this national championship was Georgia's to lose, and I still get that sense. No, I do as well, but, man, I, I'm tired. You know, it, TCU has surprised me so many times. All right, this is the game right here. You know, this is the game. They're going to go to Austin or whatever, find a way, you know, in Waco. Um, that's a team that uh, seems to find a way. I I think that this will probably be too big of a mountain for them to climb, but I think they'll uh, they'll get close to the summit. We'll see. Stetson Bennett, man, he struggled until the game was on the line, and then he started making throws again. But that, two great, entertaining games. Okay, back to the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Now, Steely, don't become so defensive. They become like a certain guy that Carl's people yardbirds. I, I don't think I'm being defensive. I like Doug. Doug's fine. Doug has dissenting opinions. I'm fine with that. I am not a journalist. I have been a journalist in my past <laughs> when I report. You know, Parker still is a journalist, okay? Eric Bailey is a journalist. Ryan Aber, journalist. I am paid to give my opinions and do an entertaining show and talk about sports. So I'm going to give you my opinions. I'm not trying to win any, you know, Marconis here or anything. Like I said, most, can you say, I've been a journalist in the past, you know, whether it's TV or doing, you know, pregame and postgame or whatever. I try not to be too biased on Lincoln Riley. I 100% am, and I'm not ashamed about it one bit because I think he's a son of a bitch, basically. Um, and I, I don't like SOBs. 
I just don't. And I'm not going to, you know, bend to anybody, you know, trying to say, oh, maturity level or whatever. Shut up. All right. I'm not going to do it, period. So anyway, we're paid to give our opinions. I'm giving my opinion. You may not like it, but I'm going to keep giving it. Okay. And hopefully we have an entertaining show for you. That's what I'm all about right now. There's no journalist next to my name anymore. I haven't been that in a long time. What's the quote from the wedding singer? I have the microphone and you do not. So you will listen to what I I have to say. I like Doug. Doug's fine with me. Doug has, he's pretty smart and he has dissenting opinions. I am just fine with that. But yes, um, you know what? I am here to have fun and talk sports, mainly Sooner sports. That's what I'm here to do. I'm not trying to get on 60 Minutes. or I, Look, like I said, there has been journalism involved in my career, but it hasn't happened for a while. I'm just telling you. Parker's still doing reporting and all of that stuff. He's a fine young journalist. But he also gives good, solid opinions. But that's, that's where I am in my career, man. So anyway, Just stay petty, Mike. I'm stay very petty. petty. I'm going, man. Uh, I'm going. You can play Tom Petty the rest of the show. I'm just okay. saying. We can do that. You know? All right. He uh, has a fine collection of music. He does. You know who loves Tom Petty? Parker Thune. Parker Thune. Have you, uh, Parker, 2023 could be a big mandolin year for you. Finally, things are going to start to slow down a little bit. Are you ready to become the world's greatest rock and mandolin player? I don't know if I have that kind of potential, Steely. I feel like I'm probably a three-star mandolin player at best. I'm a project. We have said there's a good chance. I don't know if any mandolin players have had ladies' undergarments thrown on stage at them. Uh, Levon Helm. Levon Helm is a heck of a musician. Yeah. The band, man. Yeah, he played mandolin for the band. He played drums, did vocals, everything. What's another great mandolin song? Is Maggie Mae, is that, isn't that a mandolin song? I'm trying to think. I think that the opening riff is mandolin because that has that classical yeah. sound to it. But I Well, and then we the... have Losing My Religion, of yeah. course, is one. Of course. And uh, Parker Thune has a chance to be not only a solid young journalist, but perhaps one of America's finest mandolin players if he ever gets any time to play his instrument. So there you go. All right, 405-651. Listen closely. Tulane took down those USC kids just like Steely takes down those punks on Fortnite. What's up, Warren Johnson? I don't know. Some of those sweats take me down quite a bit. LOL, Steely's getting fired up. I'm just telling the, the truth. Like I said, I have not done journalism in a while. And, again, I think most of the people that are doing shows are not totally journalists. You know, now, they're they're paid to give their opinions. They're just hosts. And hopefully you have a show with some opinions that interest people and some segments that interest people, and you do it in an entertaining fashion. That's basically what it's all about for me. All right, and we bring solid journalists on. Parker's one. That's why he's here, to combat my ignorance and my bias and my petty childishness. And that's why we're bringing on Jesse Crittenden at 135 today as well on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. Okay, 405-651-3439. Bruce frickin' Hornsby says Sioux City Sooners. I actually love Mandolin Wynn was the song, right? I love Bruce Hornsby. That's just the way it is. Some things will never change. Stay with us. Thank you to the Seth Wadley 
Auto Group for sponsoring our second hour. Man, the old man had a the computer was shutting down. Man, it was going to the lockdown Look mode. Yeah, the spinning wheel of death. Man. Yes, it was. It was spinning. It was spinning. Four oh five. 651-3439 in the Air Cover Solutions text line. We'll tell you about Seth Wadley when we get back. Stream at home. Shop the latest ref gear. Read the latest issues of Boyd Street or 19th Street Magazine. And listen to the podcast for your favorite ref shows. Just visit the all-new KREF.com website. We are back. It's Petty Radio here on the ref. Oh, yeah. I'm talking Tom Petty and me, Petty. 405-651-3439 in the Air Coverage Solutions text line. we got a lot of texts rolling in. We appreciate the Seth Wadley Auto Group, okay? They're awesome. Exit 72 in Paul's Valley. Cars, trucks, SUVs, pre-owned vehicles, a tremendous selection, and, of course, the incredible guarantee after the sale. Oil changes. Engines for life on newer used gas or diesel at no additional cost to you. So thank you to the Seth Wadley Auto Group. All right, right before we go back to the text line, going to California, Led Zeppelin, Mandolin Greatness. Yeah, Kevin, you're right. That's exactly right. That is a great song. Yeah, and somebody else from the 405 uh, said uh, going to California. That's a great album, by the way. Do you call that Zeppelin 4 or the Ruins album or both? I, I call it Zeppelin 4, but yeah, John Paul Jones. Whew. Greatness. Oh, I, yeah. I think I wore out that 8-track back in the day. That's oh, how old I, like I am. That. I mean, it finally had to go, and I had to go replace it at Sound Warehouse over on Lindsay Street back in the day. I remember when I was in Sound Warehouse once, I saw Billy Sims in there. It's like, oh, my gosh, that's Billy Sims. <laughs> and he was buying, like, Earth, Wind, and Fire on cassette. Uh, have I ever told you my uh, story about meeting Billy Sims as a kid? You have not. Yeah. So I meet Billy Sims as a kid. I'm maybe five, six years old. So uh, roughly 28 years ago. And my dad is super psyched. He's around your age and is he grew up being such a huge Billy Sims fan and says, Drake, this is Billy Sims. He explains to me like he's Heisman Trophy winner, all this stuff. And I'm all of it's completely lost on me. And he's like, he was a really like he. At the end, it like just makes it super succinctly. He was a great football player for OU. I'm like, oh, do you know Michael Jordan? <laughs> wow, how about that, man? You you can't do that to Billy Sims. Uh, I was five or six, yeah, and man. Billy actually was a great sport about it. Apparently, it was like I actually do know Michael Jordan. Yes, so make some good barbecue too. Yeah, absolutely. You got two barbecue connoisseurs. joint, too. Billy Sims and Daryl Ray. And I I personally, I just a little bit prefer Daryl Ray's because Daryl Ray is a barbecue god, is what he is. And I love that place, Ray's Barbecue. But Billy Sims is pretty good as well. Okay, uh, Parker, how about Sark's absolute flip-outs, you know, there in the Holiday Bowl? I mean, yeah, what was that? That was like, oh, my, wow. And the thing is. What's going on with the coaches at Texas, man? Jeez, they need some anger management training. The thing is, all, all I've ever said about Sark as a human, right? I, I, we all have our opinions on Sark as a coach, but all I've ever said about the guy as a human is that I, he seems to have taken full advantage of – 
his second lease on his coaching life after everything that went down at USC, and he seemed to have mellowed down and become a really likable guy, right? We talked about how unlikable Tom Herman was. Right. Steve Sarkeesian seemed every bit as likable. And then that happens? I don't know what to make of that. I do know that it's not a good look for Steve Sarkeesian or the University of Texas, and it was quite justifiably panned on social media quite a bit. Yeah, that was that was crazy, and yeah, we we've talked about that. That man Sark seems pretty likable, you know. He's come a long way since that. Get ready, you know, to f and fight on, man. Let's go, you know. When uh, everybody was like, "Oh my god," well, and we had another OMG moment with that. That was just crazy, and you know, people. Well, the guy tried to feel him up or whatever. I'm like, come on. I mean, seriously, you're the leader of you know. That football team, you can't do that. That was absolutely ridiculous. So, I don't know. But, uh, you know, we haven't – Sark hasn't sent out any kind of statement. Texas hasn't said anything as far as I've seen. But that was a really bad look. Anyway, all right. Uh, Parker, are the young Tulsa defensive backs okay? Seems like some um, cryptic treats this weekend – with Robert Spears, Jennings, and Gentry Williams. Yeah, they're fine. Don't freak out over tweets. Everything's good. Not an issue. It is a non-starter. There you go. All right, so you are off to uh, San Antonio after this. Is that right? That is correct, for the All-American Bowl as opposed to the All-American Game. Man, how many All-American Games do we have now? Uh, Fortunately, the only two that matter are these two. Yeah. Yes. Well, you know, who knows what's going to happen in the future. Uh, There's going to be, you know, anytime there's money to be made, uh, maybe you'll get a few more. But, uh, again, Derek LeBlanc will not be playing in this game because he, of course, went with the Sooners to the Cheez-It Bowl. Did did you and I talk about the Cheez-It Bowl? Yeah, we talked about the Cheez-It Bowl on Friday. Okay, that's right. Man, the days are running together. You know, I'm I'm struggling a little bit trying to remember everything that happened. But we had those great semifinals, of course. Uh, By the way, uh, Deuce Vaughn, no surprise, making himself eligible for the NFL draft. What a great career he had at Kansas State. But Kansas State got a little bit of a wake-up call from an Alabama team that was pretty focused, right? I mean, that was pretty ugly. Uh, what was it, 45 to 20, I think it was, there in the Sugar Bowl? Did you get any chance to see any of that? I did not watch the Sugar Bowl. I can't remember. I, was was that the same day as the Cheez-It Bowl? Or was that – no, that was the same day as – Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, yeah, 11 a.m. Saturday. That was the same day as the semifinal game. So I was at All-American game practice at that point, so I didn't get, a, get the chance to watch that game. But, look, it, Al, Alabama does not have – kryptonite nick saban does not have kryptonite kansas state is a kryptonite type of opponent for oklahoma as much so as anybody right alabama is not susceptible to those types of programs the way that many others are and so it wasn't all that shocking to see the crimson tide roll the wildcats although it was a great year for kansas state uh speaking of which you remember back when Kansas State lost to Tulane at home right before they oh, yeah, came we're to like, Norman oh, and man, we were like, what? what a terrible loss that is. How, yeah, how, exactly. does, how does that happen? Now Tulane just won a New Year's Six Bowl. So, 
Yeah, what a great year for Tulane. What a great win uh, for uh, the Green Wave yesterday. It was unbelievable. All right, 405-651-3439. Sark's outburst was a contrived, fake, tough guy routine to fire up his guys. Man, yeah, I think I think that's probably a big part of it, but it's a horrible look. You've got to understand in this day and age, man, you're going to be on a camera somewhere, particularly if you're the coach at the University of Texas. And if he gets in the guy's face and says, get off of me or whatever, but dropping the MFers here and there, it, it looked like an unstable person. You know? But I do agree, Douglas, that, that it was probably somewhat contrived. So, but it didn't work. It did not work. Okay, 405-651-3439. Uh, hey, Parker, if you said this, I apologize. Been in and out. Are we in on any that will announce tonight during the Under Armour game, Sooner Fan no. of Texas? No, uh, we are not. Uh, referring to Oklahoma, of course. Uh, I think the guys that are announcing tonight are what Ethan Nation's announcing tonight. I expect that one to go in favor of Nebraska. Uh, Cameron Lenhart's announcing tonight. There's one other, and the name is escaping me, but I think there are three guys that are announcing tonight. No, Oklahoma's not in on any of them. Okay, from the 405, an OU website reporting that Jeff Levy will be on the Bama offensive coordinator shortlist. What do you think? Uh, I mean, yeah, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. I I don't know whether anything's going to come of it, and I think it's too early to tell with any degree of certainty whether anything becomes of that situation. But, yeah, that's obviously a report that's made the rounds over the last couple of hours. And yep. it's I, I understand why people are alarmed by it. But, again, uh, I'm not going to get my panties in a wad about it until we get much further along in that uh, negotiation, if you will. And, 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 again, as you just mentioned, Steely, he's not the only one. Right? He's not the only one that's in contention for that position. Okay, 405-651-3439. Let's get like one more in. We've got Jesse Crittenden coming up in the next segment. Uh, Is Oklahoma interested in the Kentucky defensive tackle that hit the portal from the 580? Uh, That's a guy they will pursue, yes. And uh, what is it? It's January 18th, right, is the last day for the portal, for the early portal, and then there's another window right after spring games. Is that correct? Yes, so I oh gosh, I lose track of. I think it's how January eighteenth it with the portal, the, but yeah, yeah. J- January eighteenth because that's generally about the time that you would have to uh, about the same timetable as most schools are starting up their spring semesters. So yeah, I believe you're correct. It is January eighteenth, and then there's another window after spring. Okay, uh, any update on Mims? We'll talk about that when we get back. And Dylan Gabriel, we'll talk. Uh, obviously, Parker will throw in his opinion, and we'll talk to Jesse Crittenden about that too, as well. When we get back on the Riverwind Casino Hotline Tuesday, Steelman and Thune with Drake Dyken aboard with us. Stay with us here on the Ref. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Your home for Sooner fans. Welcome back. The uppies haven't been around since like the 80s, right? 
The old yuppies. Welcome back. Uh, you clearly didn't watch Duck Dynasty, Steely. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly, Duck Dynasty. All right, uh, 405-651-3439. We'll get back to the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Thank you again to the Seth Wadley Auto Group at Paul's Valley. Jesse Crittenden coming up here in just a minute on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. Just got a text. Steely, keep doing you. Everything's fine. I, yes, thank you. I'm going to keep doing me. That's what I That's what I do. Like I said, I there's no journalism here anymore. I'm just trying to be, you know, talk sports, mainly Sooner sports, mainly Oklahoma football. That's the steak on this plate. There's some side dishes too, but it's a big steak, and that steak is Sooner football and try and do it in an entertaining fashion and give my opinions. I ain't look. Not everybody's going to like your style. We've had a couple naysayers today. That's fine. I hate Bon Jovi. Most people like Bon Jovi. I hate Bon Jovi. Different strokes for different folks. Jesse Crittenden is a journalist, though, ladies and gentlemen, and he's joining us right here on the Riverwind Casino Hotline, 405-329-9000. Jesse, how we doing? How's the new year treating you? Yeah, uh, it's good. I'm I'm thankful to have have gotten home from Orlando. Um, pretty much smooth sailing, no issues after uh, the, uh, the 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 mishaps I had getting to Orlando. Uh, it was nice to be able to get back, so I've been able, uh, for the most part, to to kind of uh, take it easy the last couple of days and and bring in uh, the new year the right way. Watch some watch some football. So. Uh, it's been a it's been a nice uh, break after a, a chaotic week. Yeah, no uh, no doubt, you guys, man, you've been busy. Okay, uh, we got Parker with us in Orlando. Uh, I want to ask you guys both to comment on this because we are getting a a lot of stuff on the text line. People are flipping out about you know Jeff Levy being connected to the Alabama OC job. Uh, is Levy away for Bama to flip Jackson Arnold? If we lose Levy, would we lose Jackson Arnold? And here's an interesting one: if Levy leaves. Would they go after Mule Shoe's brother? Start us out, Jesse. What do you think? And then, Parker, I need your take on all that stuff, too. Jackson Arnold's signed. Let's just get that clear yes. right off the bat. Jackson Arnold is signed to the University of Oklahoma. There can be no flipping. Yeah. That doesn't sound like you can uh, – you would have to, like, sit out a year or something, right? But so that – yeah, that's not going to happen. But uh, what do you think about if, if Levy, for some reason, took that job? And personally – Look, I, I think he obviously he's a Sooner, uh, played at OU, uh, talked about how great it was co- to come back to OU. He, you know, he would be one of those guys with the fan base if he left. That would be like people would roast him forever. It wouldn't be to the extent uh, that they're doing with Muleshoe, but it would be interesting to see what the reaction would be. I, I don't think he's going anywhere, by the way. But uh, what's your take on that situation with Jeff Levy and those rumors Jesse? Yeah, uh, first, uh, Parker, uh, appreciate you commenting in about, you know, uh, Jackson Arnold is signed. Uh, there's no there's no reason uh, to expect he's going anywhere anytime soon. And through, uh, you know, as tough as the season was at times, the ups and downs that came with it, Jackson Arnold never never wavered in his commitment. I think he's he's been uh, on board, I mean, really since he started being recruited at OU. And in terms of, of Jeff Lebby, I mean, I think I understand – uh, in some ways, I mean, the, the season as a whole is about wrapped up, and this is kind of when the rumors start flying. But I, and you know, especially with the ups and downs again that the that the season had, I think it's I think it's natural for some fans to have some anxieties about um, where the thing is going. But I think the thing that's always stuck out to me about uh, 
not just the coaching staff, but Jeff Levy specifically, is it, it's really had the feeling like they're really building something under Brent Venables. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to be the same coaching staff five to ten years from now that's here right now. But I think Jeff Levy has been an incredibly important piece um, of the recruiting class in 2023 and, and building this culture together under Brent Venables. He's had a hand not only in the offensive guys, but the defensive guys, too. And I think he's made it clear um, how much he's committed to building under Brent Venable. So, I mean, I, I don't want to become a, a poster child for a freezing cold takes uh, tweet uh, on Twitter, but I, I would be very shocked if, uh, if, he, if he leaves OU anytime soon. Well, speaking of what Oklahoma is building under Brent Venables, Jesse, what, what amongst the many things that happened at the Cheez-It Bowl last Thursday – lends optimism that this thing is headed in the right direction. Because one thing we did see was a lot of really encouraging performances from several of the younger guys all across the board for Oklahoma on both offense and defense. Yeah, no kidding. And it's the thing, you know, we talked about it before the game. I mean, OU came in as a 10-point underdog. And the reality is uh, Florida State's a better team this year. When We're talking about this year specifically. Florida State's been a better team. They've played more consistent. Uh, they've played better on both sides of the ball. And with all the opt-outs, it was going to be a tough task for OU to be competitive, you know, in general. And not only were they competitive, they're up at halftime and, and I think really had chances to win. And, yeah, in some ways it was kind of the story of their season. They had chances to win and didn't get it. But I think you had to like, um, you know, from a culture perspective, I think you had to like the effort um, that both sides of the ball had. The defense, I mean, obviously wasn't the best performance, but I think the defense had some really good plays, um, particularly in the first half. And then, yeah, I think on the offensive side of the ball, the story, the story really was Javante Barnes and Gavin Sawchuck at running back, uh, particularly Gavin Sawchuck playing so well that it's hard not to wonder how he you know, really didn't make it on the field during the season. I know Eric Gray had the year he had, but um, I think you clearly saw that there's, there's clearly still talent on this roster. There's still good young players on this roster that not only are good now, but are still young and can be – you know, can they can grow and they can develop and they can build upon what Brent Venables is building. So obviously, you'd like to end the year on a win, finishing six and seven with a losing record for the first time in over twenty years. You know, you'd like to end it better. But I think the fight that they had, and yeah, some of the some of the performances from the young guys with the recruiting class they've got coming in next year. You know, it may not happen immediately right away. They may not win it all next year. But, I mean, I, I think you have to take some positives from the way that that game went and the fact that they had a shot to win that game at all. Jesse, um, before we let you go, Jesse Crittenden joining us, Norman Transcript Sports Editor on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. What do you think? TCU have a chance against Georgia? I, I certainly think so. I mean, I mean, I think, if you know, if I was a betting man, I would probably bet on Georgia. But, I think we've learned at this point that count TCU out at your own risk. Um, I mean, I think obviously they had a couple of pick sixes in that Michigan game that really kind of turned the tide, but uh, that did not look like a, a weak TCU team that got out-muscled by Michigan. They looked every, every bit as physical at the point of attack on both sides of the ball, and this is a team that clearly is fueled by uh, by being counted out, by being an underdog. So. It is going to be a tough task to play Georgia, but I didn't see anything from that Georgia-Ohio State game to, to make me think that TCU just can't hang with Georgia. Uh, still pretty crazy that we're here, that TCU could be the national champion of this season, but uh, I'm certainly not going to count them out. I think they can. I think they can hang with Georgia. Okay, let me ask you this, Jesse, because so many people have 
made comparisons between Brent Venable's first year at Oklahoma and Sonny Dykes' first year at TCU and wondered why on earth Sonny Dykes has been able to win 13 games in year one at a program that was coming off a 5-7 and seven season. But yet Brent Venables took a team that went 11-2 and two last year to 6-7 and seven this year. And obviously the circumstances were vastly different in those two situations. But the question I have for you is, if there's one lesson that Oklahoma can take from what TCU has accomplished this year as they prepare to build a program back up to national championship contention, that lesson is what? That's, uh, that's a good question. I think the thing to, to, to take away from the TCU side of things is, while this has been incredibly impressive and they deserve a lot of credit, um, this isn't the norm. This isn't the standard. We, we simply don't see uh, things like this happen, especially in college football, a league that really hasn't had a whole lot of parity the last 10 or 15 years. But I think what TCU has done, I mean, they, they've caught lightning in a bottle in some respects with, you know, with Max uh, Duggan playing the way he has at quarterback and, you know, Quentin Johnson at receiver. That's the thing. TCU has talent on both sides of the ball. But I think the thing they've done really more than anything is they play together as a unit. I think you can see a clear culture and a clear identity on both sides of the ball. And obviously it's still a little surprising that they've been able to, to get it going like they have so quickly. I mean, to make it to the national title game. But I think there is something to football. Obviously, there's X's and O's are important, and scheme and all that stuff is important. But I think the thing is you see a team that's committed to a vision under Sonny Dykes um, on both sides of the ball. It's a team that plays together. It's a team that plays complementary football. And I think instead of looking at it and saying, why isn't that happening in Norman, I think you, you kind of have to accept that this is not a thing that happens very often, but there are still takeaways in that regard. And Obviously, Brent Venables isn't going to have forever to build this, but I think that's the type of thing he's looking to build is a culture um, that has buy-in on both sides of the ball that eventually has, you know, that results in a cohesive unit that TCU has right now. And I think that's the takeaway is you're going to have to be a little more patient than TCU has had to be this year, but that's what TCU has going for it is something that OU can build under Brent Venables. Jesse, good stuff. We appreciate you. Thank you. We'll talk to you again soon. Appreciate you guys having me on. Jesse Crittenden, Norman Transcript Sports Editor. Mike Steely here along with the Drake, Drake Dykin in the Brown O'Haver Studios. we got Parker in Orlando. Sooners playing today in the Under Armour All-American game. Sooners signees at 4 o'clock. Jackson Arnold, P.J. Atabare, uh, Jaquase Petaway, Caden Green, Peyton Bowen, Lewis Carter, and Jacoby Johnson. If you want to tune in, 4 o'clock today on ESPN. Break time right here. Coming back. We'll get to as many of your texts as we can here on the home of Sooner fans, The Ref. Keep it right here. Your statewide home for Sooner fans is The Ref Sports Radio Network. 1400 AM and 99.3 FM in Norman. 94.7 FM in Oklahoma City. 1430 AM in Tulsa. And 97.3 FM in Weatherford. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Welcome back. Closing it out here on this Tuesday edition of Steel Man and Thune. Want to thank our friends at the Seth Wadley Auto Group for sponsoring our uh, second hour. And uh, we're going to get locked in at the top of the hour. 
And that involves, of course, Parker Thune and the one and only Tyler McComas coming up here in just a bit right here on the Home of Sooner Fans, the Ref Radio Network. If you want to want a trip to the Super Bowl, I've got an idea how you can do it. And it's a really, uh, it's a great idea because Riverwind Casino came up with it. Our friends at Riverwind. You need to get out and play with your wild card on specific electronic gaming machines right there at Riverwind Casino. And again, all you have to do is look for the signage around these machines for the showdown in the desert promotion or ask anybody out there on the gaming floor at Riverwind. They're going to help you out, point you in the right direction. And the five players who are in the highest number of points on these gaming machines from now until January 13th are going to win trips to the Super Bowl game out in the Phoenix Scottsdale area. And that trip includes your airfare, your hotel, ground transportation, couple tickets to the game, of course, and $1,000 in cash. Top five point producers in this promotion are going to go to the Super Bowl, courtesy of our friends at Riverwind Casino and the Showdown in the Desert promotion. They, of course, have over 2,800 electronic games out at Riverwind. The renovations are getting close to being done, but they are looking at all the areas that have been renovated already look spectacular. I mean, it's just a new and improved Riverwind. Uh, It's kind of like college football, man. You better keep improving your facilities, and that's what they're doing. They have all your favorite table games as well, a great poker room, best bars and dining with a Coupe Ale House bar, the River Buffet, and Chips and Ales Pub Restaurant, plus a great food court and uh, all the best promotions as well at the one and only Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Okay, Uh, Steely, who's angry at the show today? Nobody was really angry. They just didn't. They they think that I need to get over uh, coming after Muleshoe, and not make fun of him. And that's not going to happen. That's just not going to. So they're welcome to their opinion. So that's it. That's it. But um, that's not my style. This isn't the days of Ted Baxter Radio. Well, did all the Sooners Lincoln Riley didn't mean to allegedly? That's not my style. Hasn't been for a long time. Never was, really. But we are here to talk sports, have a good time, make sure you get all the information you need. Hopefully we do that. I know Parker is so great at that. Hopefully we do that every day and do it in an entertaining fashion and give you our opinions. That's it. That's my game plan right here, period. The funny thing about that impersonation there, it would also pass for Schnellenberger as well. So, Yeah. Yeah, or good reading. Yes, Jeff Levy is connected to a job. That's how he gets paid from OU. Yes, we know what leverage is. We know Chapstick. Yes, absolutely. Doesn't mean he's going anywhere. Mike Gundy perfected that system for a long time, it seemed like. Okay, uh, so Parker, what are you going to be watching for today, or what do you think Sooner fans should be watching for today with, again, Jackson Arnold, P.J. Atabare, Jaquez Pedway? Uh, Caden Green, Peyton Bowen, Lewis Carter, and Jacoby Johnson out there playing in this game today, representing the Sooners in the Under Armour All-American game. What's what's on your list of what to watch? I would say pay particular attention to the chemistry between Jackson Arnold and Jaquez Petaway because those two have really seemed to find a rapport in practice sessions to this point. And so if that manifests on the field today, if you see those two uh, find that connection – and produce this afternoon slash evening in Orlando, it's going to give you a lot of hope for what the future looks like at the University of Oklahoma. And obviously, Arnold, if you're trying to isolate this to a single player, 
I think he's going to be the most exciting guy to watch, the one that has the most to prove because in a very deep quarterback class, he's never been able to rise higher than number five in the nation among quarterbacks in the 24-7 sports composite. So all that, especially with the way that he's performed in practice leading up to this game, all of that can change should he perform well and be one of the standouts at Camping World Stadium. That, and again, I, I will say this, Team Speed, which is the team on which all seven of Oklahoma's signees are participating, has a far superior offensive line in terms of size and athleticism to the other team that's going to be participating, Team Phantom. So Team Phantom definitely got the short end of the stick as far as offensive linemen are concerned, and I don't know that any of those guys have what it takes to contain P.J. Atabari off the edge. So I know it's kind of cliche and predictable to say watch the two five-stars, but definitely watch the two five-stars today. Okay, before we get out of here, uh, what's your take on what's going on? We still haven't heard anything from Dylan Gabriel. I think we all expect, again, he's going to announce to come back and probably have some kind of announcement with that, maybe NIL, who knows. But uh, what's your take on what's going on with Marvin Mims? I'm seeing a lot more people thinking that there's a good chance Marvin Mims might not be back. Yeah, look, I, I've i said it. I'll continue to say it. I don't see any reason why Dylan Gabriel wouldn't come back to the University of Oklahoma in 2023. Nothing else makes sense. And so that is my expectation. The Mims thing is interesting. It feels like the Gabriel announcement has been continually pushed off to try and generate some suspense for whatever reason. As far as Mims is concerned, there does appear to be some legitimate back and forth there. And for a time, it looked like he was overwhelmingly likely to return. And then for a time there, it looked like he was more likely to depart. And here's what I know. There are conversations happening within the family. Uh, there hasn't been a final decision reached. They're weighing their options and weighing the pros and cons of both possibilities. And we'll see where this leads. I I still would lean towards Marvin Mims returning uh, just because I think it makes a little bit more sense than trying to jump to the NFL with a fourth, fifth round draft grade. But we'll see. He's a guy that's good enough to go to the NFL and make himself some money if he does decide to jump. By the way, Jen Arnold, Jen Arnold, I just saw your tweet. I'm sorry, I'm old. Sometimes technology goes right over my head. But, no, come on, Steely on Sports, keep roasting the Mule Shoe Weasel. Oh, don't you worry about that. The Mule Shoe Weasel is going to be on the menu for a long time. A long, long time. All right, thank you to the Seth Wadley Auto Group. Thank you to our friends over at the one and only Riverwind Casino. Get out there and take part in the showdown in the desert promotion. Win a trip to the Super Bowl. That would be awesome. They're giving away five of them. Parker, have fun on Locked In. Everybody have a great Tuesday. Drake, thank you very much. We'll see you.